We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the big sky conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. Welcome back, Tribe from the North and Brave and Bold to the official unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and the Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Marceau, here today for a special Tubbs short, meaning we're going to get right to the meat of the news immediately. We're at Around the Bar already brought to us by Hughes River Expedition. The only reason I'm here tonight, maybe I should give people warning. In case you're in case you're a vandal who does not know what the Battle of the Palouse is when reading the title, this is a basketball specific episode. So look, we have Big Sky Media Day, Media Days coming up July 25th. We're gonna jump right back into football, but hey, basketball just stole headlines for Idaho for a night, and we need we need to talk about it now. The news this just published from the Spokesman Review. Written up by Peter Harriman, though uh, we got an assist going over this from an old uh, Tubbs of the Club friend who shall remain nameless. But uh, we're let's just say we're happy to have him. The news is this coming basketball season. So for the the 2022-23 basketball season, Idaho is not going to be playing Washington State. Uh, this is going to be the first time this game has not taken place since 1906. Uh, which, look, I'm reading right from Peter Harriman's article right now. Since 1906, Washington State and Idaho have played 277 times over those 116 years. So, yes, that's a century and change that are really out the window now. Game is simply not going to be played. It doesn't have the same level of energy it once did. But if, if you went to the game this last season when WSU beat Idaho by 50, that was the best attended game at ICCU the entire season. So like before we even get into the meat of the news, there's probably going to be some people who wonder, hey, does this game even matter? You know what? It does. If you're a fan who cares about the traditional part of sports, the history part of sports, the fact that even though these two schools operate in different stratospheres of college athletics, this game was still played for over a century. That matters to people a lot. So look, the, the, the news, like I said, Idaho is not going to be playing Washington State this season. We're going to go over really quick, reading right from Peter Harriman's article, the basic information we have on why from the University of Idaho side. This is Zach Kloss right now. Uh, he He's quoted as saying, the schedule is set, contracts have been signed. We don't have any wiggle room to make, make this game happen now. Uh, apparently, Idaho attempted numerous times to keep the series going. Here's Kloss again, quoted by Peter Harriman. We were told multiple times they weren't going to play us. So that's they, meaning Washington State, told Idaho, Idaho would not be on their schedule for the upcoming season. All that WSU has said so far, and I mean, keep in mind, Washington State's athletic department is a little bit busy uh, with football stuff right now. They're quoted by Peter Harriman as saying, we are continuing to work through finalizing our non-conference schedule for the upcoming season and will release once complete. That's their statement. So now we have, okay, what? why in God's name is this happening in the first place? Like if you read the quotes from Idaho, it 
makes it sound like what Idaho is wanting people to understand is that, hey, Idaho held up there into the bargain. We're, we just wanted to keep the series going. There's a little bit more to the actual picture of what, of what happened. We'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I guess I first want to go over. So who should, who should people be frustrated about? If, you fo- if you're on the internet following this, the immediate reaction was a lot of people were upset about WSU not scheduling this. I did some digging and like some other people posted helpful stuff online, including Colton Clark from Spokesman Review, who even though he doesn't cover Idaho, he's still giving us, he doesn't cover Idaho anymore. He's still giving assists. Um, the blame isn't just on Washington state here, guys. Uh, it, I'm sure there, there's a, a facet of blame for Washington state, but I'm going to jump right in to some of the rationale of why Washington state uh, probably didn't think scheduling Idaho was worth doing anymore. And realistically, there are some regulate, there's some regulations within the PAC 12 and within other conferences about what type of games teams are allowed to schedule. Might be a surprise if you're a big, big sky fan, because you're used to, it's pretty average in the big sky for schools to schedule Bible colleges. Idaho does it. Montana, Montana did it. Uh, Idaho State does it. This is not exactly, I mean, there's a lot of big sky teams whose non-conference schedules we wish were better, but if you're a big sky team like Idaho, you see some schools scheduling the lowest of the low, and your first reaction might be like, okay, well, look, I, WSU can fit Idaho in. What's going on, WSU? Like, do, do you think you're too good for this? Well, maybe that's probably some of it, but it's not all of it. Like the best information we have right now I'm gonna. You're gonna hear me doing some clicking because I'm so low without without producer Martin Hot Take Heemstra. But uh, this th- there's some rules from the Pac-12 that actually made this happen. So uh, one of Colton Clark pulled this from the Pac-12 website, which is some which is some requirements Pac-12 teams have to hit to be able, for their non-conference scheduling. And one of those requirements, which look, this is. This is going to start the hurt because it's going to shift from being Idaho, a Washington State problem to an Idaho problem instantaneously. But here's a non-conference schedule standards for the Pac-12. Reading this is from a screenshot cold took. This is I'm reading directly from Pac-12 bylaws. Pac-12 imp- implemented non-conference scheduling standards beginning with the 20 to the 2020-21 season with goals of improving out-of-conference schedule strength and increasing the number of NCAA tournament selections. The standards include one, a non-conference five-year trailing average of opponents' net ranking must be 175 or less. So to paraphrase, the overall, the average net ranking for any Pac-12 team in, in the out-of-conference schedule they have, the average ranking over a course of five years can't be lower than 100, can't be worse than 175. Two, no participation in road by games, relatively self-explanatory. Three, no regular season games against non-Division One opponents, relatively simple. And four, no road games versus a non-conference opponent with five-year trailing average of 200 net, presumably, or worse than 200 net. Well, this is where things flipped on their head right away because that last bullet point of no road games versus a non-conference opponent with a five-year trailing average of 200 net what in God's name do you think Idaho's five-year trailing net is? The last four years 
we're plus 300. We have one good season in, in the last five. That was Verlin's second to last season, the Vic Sanders year where Idaho finished third in the Big Sky, lost early in the Big Sky Conference Tournament. But look, since Tubbs at the club has existed, we have not had a single good, and I, I don't even mean like kind of okay. We've had only terrible men's basketball seasons to cover. So do you think Idaho is even close to 200 net rating? No, no, we're nowhere near close. So right there, we're, we're out of the picture. A uh, person might wonder, okay, like how much is this rule actually enforced? Washington State's part of a, they have a home and home series with uh, historically black college universities. I think they play Alcorn. They played Alcorn State this last season. Alcorn State is a terrible basketball team too. So look, you might have a question about, okay, well, was there some special exemptions granted for this? Clearly there, there had to be, but for Idaho, look, we, we don't, we don't hit that mark marker, but there's another question too, for can Idaho hit that marker? It's that, five-year rolling average of out-of-conference net ranking must be 175 or less. Well, Idaho was about 340 last season. So for Idaho to – for WSU to have a team paired with Idaho, we, they suddenly have to have a pretty tough out-of-conference game scheduled right off the bat to, to match Idaho. So separate question is going to be, look, is – what kind of commitment does WSU have to this rivalry? And before we go further, I'm not completely going to shit on WSU here. WSU has been playing Idaho home and home here for a while. A Pac-12 team traveling to a Big Sky school, and before that, traveling to a you know Sun Belt Wax school. That's a lot of grace extended by Washington State to to have kept this rivalry going on and on and on. But Idaho, look for. Now, we're now at the point where Idaho has been so bad these last five years that for Washington state to even throw Idaho on their schedule, they now have to look at future scheduled games of, for that season and moving forward where they have to schedule better teams to make up for how bad Idaho has been. I do not know to what extent Washington state should be obligated to have their entire out of conference season orchestrated around playing Idaho basketball. But if you're a listener right now, you can probably tell the answer is, look, there's only so much you can ask for. Um, now, I know this, of course, is not simply a regulatory thing. Look, we've we've seen other schools do this. Look, Boise State did this with Idaho, where it's a dumb game to lose. This is a this is a dumb game for Washington State to lose. Attendance, even when Idaho is terrible, has been pretty good. And if you look at w, WSU attendance figures throughout the last few seasons they're not exactly selling out Beasley. So there certainly is some money to have been made by, by playing this game. Also in maintaining the schedule, it would have been at Beasley this year if it would have stayed on its typical schedule. So it's look, it's dumb. It, it's heartbreaking to me that this isn't happening, but honestly, most of my focus here of frustration is, is on at the university of Idaho and what we've done with basketball these last five years where Washington state is honestly looking in a way it had been like the opposite of Boise state where look, Boise state stopped playing us in football in 2010 or right around 2010. I don't have stuff pulled up you guys. So you, you'll, you'll forgive me on this one, but for Boise state for Idaho, because how bad we were at football around a little bit after, for a lot of the FBS era, especially the back end, the FBS era uh, when Idaho was playing, 
Boise State would have taken a pretty significant hit in their strength of schedule. Look, I know that's not the only reason why the game wasn't played, but that is a reality when teams are competing for something like a BCS bull berth at the time for Boise State. Or today, Washington State last season, they didn't make the NCAA tournament as an at-large team, but they're under Kyle Smith, they're not the kind of team that you would laugh at the idea that WSU might make the NCAA tournament as an at-large. If that's the team's aspirations, playing Idaho hurts. It makes it harder for WSU to have the kind of resume to, to maybe get into the NCAA tournament as an, as an at-large team. So the thing I'm going to circle back to here is look one, we know, we know the tradition stuff. Like if you paid attention to realignment, it doesn't matter what administrator talks about what tradition that obviously just doesn't matter for college athletics in particular at the level Washington state's at where it's power five, or as long as until the PAC 12 is officially dead and it's the power four and the G six or whatever the PAC 12 becomes, they're still power five. We know college athletics at that level, like, no, everything's driven by money. We like whatever people say about traditions means nothing. Look, I mean, Florida and Florida state aren't even in the same conference. We know the university of Washington applied to be in the big 10 and to leave the conference WSU's in meaning likely the apple cup. If that, if that part comes to fruition, it's gone, which is just another example to say the traditions, all the stuff that a lot of us care about and, and what brings a lot of us to college athletics, it just does not matter. It needs to just quit being part of your calculus. And look, Idaho has a version of that on our own. We've talked about this on the show. Idaho no longer has University of Montana as a protected rival in football. That was not the big sky ripping that game away. When, we, when I went to media day last year, it was pretty clear talking to anyone affiliated with Idaho, pushing for Idaho State was the goal. There was no disappointment stated about the loss of Montana in a yearly type of way, the push was for Idaho, Idaho state, which has never been a real historic rivalry. Um, I'm still, I'm game to be excited for the game, but I think, look, every listener knows, I bet that ICCU money going to both Idaho and Idaho state in football and basketball and Lord everywhere. I bet that had something to do with that. That's me. Spec- that's me just speculating. No one said that on the record, but we're not morons. We, we know there are other influences here. And look, I, again, this is an example of Idaho doing that. So of course, look, this is a, the, the traditions only matter as much as they matter to you, the fan, but in terms of scheduling, it's not, no, dude, it's all a lot of it's money. A lot of it's what makes sense, which is where I'm going. This is where my focus is on Idaho. Our programs have to get to the point where for us to maintain some of these historic rivalries, we are not reliant on the charity of other universities. Talked about with football, where when Boise State dropped us, I hated it. It was dumb. There were reasons other than what was actually happening on the field for why that game was dropped. But it's an objective fact. When Boise State was making their BCS runs, playing Idaho hurt their strength of schedule. They had an actual argument to not schedule the game, which again, then didn't happen. Now look at Washington state. They spent years continually scheduling Idaho home and home, even while we're a low major team, the big sky is low major, especially if you're comparing it to the PAC 12 in, in basketball and football, of course, WSU was good here for quite a while. 
And whether this is the actual reason or not that the what's happening on the court is the true rationale why Washington State's not scheduling this anymore. It's real. Scheduling Idaho now, suddenly they have to account for it in the future games. And that's because for the last almost half decade from Verlin's last season to the last, the nightmare of the last three we've had under Kloss, Idaho has been fine to churn out bottom 50 in the nation basketball. I mean, Klaus is entering the last year of his contract. It would have cost $75,000 to buy out his contract. That's nothing. Terry Golick thinks, thinks she has the right guy. Well, look, this is what you get when you have a guy like Zach Klaus around for three years, winning sub 10 games every single season. I mean, look, this last season, we won 71 games. It was treated as though this was a huge improvement. It, it's 71 wins. Uh, college basketball season's around 30 games. 71 wins is meaningless. But look, this, this is just... This is what you get when you throw away around half a decade on terrible basketball. The charity, if you want to call it charity, of WSU, whatever whatever rationale let them decide, hey, we should keep being involved in this game, whatever that was, ran out. And look, we, we were separately told that uh, WSU, and I, I reached out to the university, I reached out to um, Colton McCree, he, his answer was he was not aware of this. So I'm not saying this is officially confirmed by the university, but we were told WSU offered this as a no longer a home and home, but that they would schedule Idaho as a bye game. So the game always being in Washington state. And we were told Idaho refused that offer. Now, if it, tur- if it turns out that is not the case, well, then you know what? Uh, apologize. We'll correct the record, say on the show even add it to the notes that that piece of information was wrong. So, you know, take it with grain of salt. If you want to, this is, uh, this is not BS news. What uh, allegedly Washington state offered to play Idaho year in year out, but in Pullman, at least that's our understanding what the offer was, or at least for the upcoming season. And Idaho said, no, they would not. Like you, there's Vandal fans who might say, "Look, this needs the this is the tradition. It needs to be home and home the, forever." Well, I gotta tell you, it's pretty wild that Idaho even had a Pac-12 team coming to Moscow like we did last year. They beat us by 50, so whatever. But home, this is just the era we live in now. In look, in around early 2000s, University of Montana played Stanford in Missoula. That was the last season University of Mont. Montana won NCAA tournament game, which happens to be the last season of Big Sky Conference team won an NCAA tournament game. That's just not the world we live in. There are not, there's not this army of power five teams that will maintain a tradition that involves them playing a road game against a low, a low major school. I think it's dumb. Um, I, I honestly think it's more cowardice on the part of the power five schools because they're terrified of losing and as a result, we do get a worse college basketball product. But that is the world we live in today. And look, if I know it's going to keep having terrible seasons, you had to know. Look, we had to know at some point that that home and home thing might go away. If Washington State truly did offer uh, to ha- to schedule this game as a buy game regularly, and Idaho said no, that it's absolute idiocy. So, you know, my my adjudication on this overall to bring it to a close pretty quick. Yeah, I'm annoyed at WSU. They, yeah, I probably give them 20 to 25% of the blame here. 
um, I'm sure that there's rationale beyond just the competitive issue that we, I brought up earlier about needing a strong enough strength of schedule and not uh, being willing to orchestrate their much of their out-of-conference schedule out around getting to play Idaho. But those parts are real. And clearly, from a practical perspective, why in God's name would WSU, if they have these regu regulations through the Pac-12 to work around, like if Idaho's going to be bottom 340 in the nation, the, it's the trouble that I, of scheduling Idaho just doesn't justify itself. If Idaho's, an act, if Idaho's around 200, well, sure, that's fine. Because suddenly you don't have to schedule a top 60 NCAA net team to hit your hit that 175 net ranking average over the course of five years for out-of-conference schedule the Pac-12 requires, or you don't have to hit that. You don't have to worry about hitting that other the other one, the, the regulation that really kills us, which is Pac-12 teams can't schedule road out-of-conference games against a team with a rolling five-year NCAA net rating of 200 or worse. That's us. So the majority of this, I, I put this on the University of Idaho. I put it on, put on athletic director Terry Golick for being okay with what Zach Kloss has had these last three years. By the way, if Idaho had more energy from a new coach coming around, I bet WSU might think, you know, we'll get a few extra, we'll get a little, little extra ticket bump from a new coach. We'll, we'll try this one more year. I put it on Zach Kloss for what we've got the last three years. He doesn't own Verlin's last year, so Verlin contributes to this in his own way too. Although in that rolling five-year number that we're talking about, Verlin also did contribute a good season when Idaho finished third in the big sky. But otherwise, look, this is this is the reality of having a sub-50 in the nation, like bottom 50 in the nation basketball team for four consecutive years where – Look, since I've covered basketball for, for Tubbs the Club, this is the fourth year. Last season's nine D nine wins, seven D one wins was the best season we've seen in four years. That's terrible. And that's the ceiling. That's the top of the mountain we've had these last four years. And for Zach Claus, that's the top of the mountain is seven D one wins in a season, nine wins total. So the overwhelming majority of this, no, this, this is Idaho's problem. This is Idaho not taking basketball seriously. This is over the last few years. This is Idaho. Look, some of this goes back to Staben, of course, because uh, Staben's a guy who fired Verlin, then with Pete Isaacson. That's how Zach Kloss got in there. But you know what? Pete Isaacson was out of the picture when Zach Kloss went from interim to head coach. And Pete Isaacson was not the guy who gave Zach Kloss a contract for more than a day and pete isaacson is not the guy who this last season could have bought out zach claus's contract for seventy-five thousand dollars and decided not to no the overwhelmingly look there as long as idaho is going to continue to not care about basketball in terms of what we actually in terms of i don't care what what people are saying out loud i'm talking about in terms of what behaviors for the program as long as idaho's okay with zach claus's last three years this is what we're going to get. We're going to lose things that we like about the program. We're going to lose. I mean, it's hard to lose more respect than the basketball team has, but playing that Pac-12 team every year, also at home sometimes, look, that was a big deal. We That's out the window. So in short, yeah, you know what? If this is 25, 30% WSU's fault, that makes, makes it 70 to 75% Idaho's fault. I have absolutely no problem saying that is exactly where I land on this. If Vandal fans want to be angry about this, 
be angry that we do not have a basketball team worth scheduling. Be, be angry that we don't have a basketball team that Washington State's allowed to schedule in the first place. And with that, I'm going to close around the bar. Brought to us by Hughes River Expedition. I'm not going to do the entire the, the whole ad read right now, but uh, you guys, Hughes River Expedition has been vandal-owned and operated since 1976, ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. They're the best river expedition com- company in the nation. If you're ready to find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the gem state, call them now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. And with that, guys, thanks everyone who joined me. Uh, pretty late, pretty late episode. We're going to next episode we have is coming up on Tuesday. I I'll be at big sky media day on Monday. We'll be talking to the coaches. We'll, we're going to pivot back to to football where we want to keep our eyes for a while, but look, this is just the rhythm we're going to be at for a while with basketball and football where there's a lot of, there's a reason to be stoked about football. People should be stoked and buying their season tickets right now. Call Ty Graham when it's not 10 30 PM on a Wednesday, but football is one program guys. Look, we basketball is a nightmare and there is no evidence yet that anything's about to change. We got, we got new recruits, by the way, every team has new recruits every year. That's a cycle of how guys transfer in and out of programs now. So this is just the rhythm it's going to be like, guys, it's going to might feel like we're a dual personality here where we're stoked about things at football. Cause you, we should be stoked. There's good stuff happening there. And then basketball, it's uh, it's just rough, but that's where we're at. Uh, my view has always been, I don't, I don't view our coverage as positive, negative. I just talk about the stuff that happened. If the things happening are good, it's going to sound positive. If the things that happened aren't, it's not going to sound that way. So thanks for joining me. We're going to, uh, I'm going to, I got to pick whoever plays us out. So as always, uh, you know what, guys, go Vandals. And uh, this is producer Brian doing a terrible job of even finding what we're going to play us out with. So I'm just going, we're just going to call it good. See you guys Tuesday.